Hello and welcome to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here, where we ponder life from a biblical perspective, where salt makes us thirsty and light exposes darkness. Come, let's ponder these things together. Welcome back to Moments with Moni, where we ponder life from a biblical perspective. Last time we got together, we listened to Song of Solomon, chapter 5, verses 10 to the end, number 16. I left you with a challenge to spend some time in God's Word and share it with others and listen to what their reaction might be. A lot of times we want to share Jesus with others, but we don't take the time to listen to their response. And remember, we're not responsible for their response. It's nice that we get to hear it, but it's the Holy Spirit's job to work in their hearts. It's our job to be faithful and to share his word with them. We want so much that others would come to know him and love him as much as we do. To see our bridegroom coming, skipping across the mountains, as we'll see later, to see that we, as the bride, in the analogy that Jesus gives about a wedding, that we are his bride and he is our bridegroom. In heaven, there will be no more male or female. It's not a weird thing that we hear it this way. It's the way God describes it. It's an analogy so that we can see something that is like another thing. That's why we compare Scripture and let it describe itself. Scripture defines Scripture. Much better than giving our own ideas. As a reminder, God says our ways are not His ways and our thoughts are not His thoughts. So if you do have some responses that were given to you by someone that you shared Jesus with, I would love to hear them. If you'd like to continue the discussion in our Facebook group, the Moments with Moni Community Facebook group. We'd love to see you there. Today we continue in Song of Solomon, chapter 6. The first three verses begin, Whither is thy beloved gone, O thou fairest among women? Whither is thy beloved turned aside, that we may ask him with thee? My beloved has gone down into his garden, to the beds of spices, to feed in the gardens, and to gather lilies. I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. He feeds among the lilies. Last time we were together, we heard the Shulamite describe to the daughters of Jerusalem what her beloved was like. And now here in verse 1, they're asking, where is your beloved? Where is this beloved? Where did he go? You, fairest among the women, we want to see him. Okay, so she has piqued their interest in this man. They said, I must meet this man. He sounds incredible. Well, she replies, well, he's gone down into his garden to the beds of spices and amongst all of the flowers and the fruits that are in the garden. And here she claims, finally, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. This has gone much deeper than a fascination with love. There's a relationship now, and she wants to share that relationship with others so that they too can know of her beloved, just like you shared him this past week. 
As the bride spoke of her beloved, she praised him. She worshipped him. It is in her praise of him that she draws near in her heart to him once again. As we lift our voice in song, as we lift our hands in praise, as we bow our heads and bend our knees before him, as we live obediently to please him, in an attitude of gratitude, our hearts become entwined with his. It also draws others into his presence. She has now attracted the attention of the daughters of Jerusalem to her beloved. As she speaks of her beloved, she remembers where he will be. Of course, he hasn't left me. I just didn't follow him in his work. She has matured in her relationship and is now confident in her beloved. That great preacher among preachers, Spurgeon, remarks on this passage of scripture that the beloved has gone to his favorite garden to be about his work. Even though they were separated, they still belonged to each other. She knew her husband was like a gentle shepherd. She knew he would want to restore the relationship. Marriage is hard work sometimes, but it is well worth it. Now that her complaining is over, she realizes that he would be found in his garden right where he said he would be. The analogies of weddings and marriage, the bride of Christ and the groom, the bridegroom, are all wonderful analogies. I love this passage of scripture because I get to share Matthew Henry's commentary on this particular part. He says, the more we withdraw from the hurry of the world, the more likely we are to have acquaintance with Christ, who took his disciples into a garden, there to be witnesses of the agonies of his love. Christ's church is a garden enclosed and separated from the open common of the world. It is his garden, which he has planted, as he did the Garden of Eden, which he takes care of and delights in. Though he had gone up to the paradise above, yet he comes down to his garden on earth. It lies low, but he condescends to visit it. Those that would find Christ may expect to meet with him in his garden, the church. And within that garden, he picks the lilies, one by one, and gathers them to himself. And there will be a general harvest of them at the great day, when he will send forth his angels to gather all his lilies, that he may be forever glorified and admired in them. Did you catch the picture that Matthew Henry painted? We are the beautiful flowers in the garden of God that he planted on this earth, and one by one God will pick a bouquet and will be pleased in them. One day he will harvest them all, We are one of his lilies. No wonder she declares, I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. She may not have him all to herself, but she rejoices in his work, in the fact that others can rejoice in him as well. This kind of puts a beautiful twist on the picture of his saints going home, doesn't it? I'm reminded of the verse, precious in his sight are the death of his saints. As we look beyond this earthly, fleshly living that we have here, God has something so much more beautiful for us. We just need to keep our eyes 
on the prize, on that finish line. And one day we will see him face to face. As we continue in verses 4 to 10, the beloved speaks tenderly to her as she rejoins him in the garden. Thou art beautiful, my love, as Tirzah, comely as Jerusalem, terrible as an army with banners. Turn away your eyes from me, for they have overcome me. Thy hair is as flocks of goats that appear from Gilead. Thy teeth are as a flock of sheep which go up from the washing, whereof every one beareth twins, and there is not one barren among them. As a piece of pomegranate are thy temples within thy locks. There are threescore queens and fourscore concubines and virgins without number. My dove, my undefiled, is but one. She is the only one of her mother. She is the choice one of her that bear her. The daughters saw her and blessed her. Yes, the queens and the concubines, and they praised her. Who is she that looketh forth as the morning, fair as the moon, clear as the sun, and terrible as an army with banners? The bridegroom says to his beautiful bride, You are beautiful, my love. He sees her as his love, his dove, his undefiled. What mercy, what love, what forgiveness. His undefiled is but one. Does the Father do the same when we ask for forgiveness and turn away from our ways and follow him? Yes, of course he does. Yes, we are individual believers and each one of us needs to have a personal relationship with our God. Here he lets us know that even though we are individuals, he also sees us as a united body, one in the spirit, a single bride. Take a look at Ephesians 1.10. That will give you a reminder of this picture. He commends his bride to be as awesome as the city of Tirzah, known for its beauty, as fair as the moon and as clear as the sun, as terrible or frightful as an army with banners ready for battle. He commends her character here. We are to reflect the light of Jesus Christ as the moon reflects the light of the sun. We are to shine for Jesus in a dark land. Our beauty is only there because of his holiness within us. We are the bride of Christ, fighting the good fight of faith against our spiritual enemies under the banner of Jesus Christ. That banner is love. A mighty army, one in the spirit, under the banner of love, under the headship of Jesus Christ. Remember that the eyes of a humble spirit overcome our beloved. High praise indeed through poetic beauty. Let's not forget to be prepared for battle alongside our beloved. What might help us in this matter? Oh, definitely read Ephesians chapter 6. When you're done there, go to 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5. Or try 1 Thessalonians 5, 17-22. Yes, Scripture defines Scripture. We are beautiful. We are His dove. There is love. There's a beautiful relationship between us. And at the same time, we are a terrible, mighty army to behold. Because when God is for us, no one can stand against us. Let's walk in His ways again this week. His ways and His thoughts are not our own. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if there's anything you want to talk about, please join me on that Facebook community group. 
and let's continue the conversation. Enjoy the rest of your moments today and always with Jesus. You can find Moments with Moni on any Apple or Android podcast player or at my blog, Moments with Moni, or on a new community Facebook group. Come join the conversation. Thanks for listening. God bless you.